Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to another episode of the War Room Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Biggie. You got T Cop beside me. How you doing, T? Biggie, what's going on, brother? Ain't nothing, man. Just another day. We've been away for a little while trying to get this whole podcast stuff back rolling on track. Had a few things that have jumped in the way, but we'll be back ready rolling. So, what uh, what's going on with our people over at Bet Online? Some might ask. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is where the game starts. So, what is going on at the Premier Sports Academy, T-Cop? Uh, man, Big E, we got a lot going on right now, man. Uh, next week, we have our states for 707. Uh, we also have some AAU tournaments going on, uh, some local ones right here that we're playing at the Academy. Uh, shucks, we just won AAU states with our eighth grade team. You know, so that was that was huge. For us, and of course, we still do not our speed and agility training, strength training. Uh, we training for basketball. We have our uh, skill specific training when it comes to football. We incorporate we partner with Versa Versademics, Versademics Academy. We're doing after school program, summer program. You know, so we have a lot going on right now, man. How about you with uh, with your team, with your football team, man? Well, before we move to my team, don't forget yoga. <laughs> Yoga, I forgot. Yes, yoga. Listen, let me tell y'all something. If you have any athletes out there, and this is probably one of the biggest things I'm telling you, I think I told you before, that has, that saved my career and prolonged my career is yoga. So now we are incorporating yoga for athletes. Uh, We're going on, we start on June 6th on Mondays and Wednesdays at six o'clock at the Academy. I'm telling you, if you have serious athletes out here that wants to go to the next level, that may have stiffness, that just want to perform better, put them in these yoga classes that we have to offer. I'm telling you, it would change their life. I'm telling you, Biggie, thanks for bringing that up. I can't believe I forgot that. Well, I mean, the reason I brought it up is because I know me, I plan on participating if they allow it, because yeah. when his hips is getting stiff and his low back is tightening up, I need to do something to find some youthfulness left in this body somewhere uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> before I be an old man bent over at 45 years old. But uh, <laughs> as far as my team, the North Carolina Rebels, we have improved to six and two. Um, we won our last 
two games, uh, 31 to 30 against a rival out of Fayetteville Commandos. And last week, uh, the one other team that's in the league that's in Eastern North Carolina out of New Bern, the Eastern Carolina Bulldogs, who beat them 48 to 6. So we're moving forward. We got two regular season games left. We have four way tie at uh, second place. And just because of our point differential, we're actually placed in second. So my next two games are very important. Two of the teams I'm tied with are playing each other this coming up next week or this coming weekend. And then the following week, I'm playing one of those teams. So as far as points and losses, we don't really got the room to lose. And we got to make sure that we score so we can get that number two seed and have home field uh, advantage in the playoffs and not have to get get down the road and travel to and from. But we're moving in the right direction. Also, another thing, one of our uh, solid players on offense, uh, Jacquees Austin, is having an opportunity to go work out for the XFL, which is going to be fantastic for him. Hopefully he does well and gets that opportunity because the kid is extremely talented and um, he deserves an opportunity. You know, some people make some, uh, some poor decisions earlier on in life and they shouldn't have to deal with and hold on to that forever. So hopefully he gets that opportunity to showcase his talent on a higher level than what we're playing on now because he's very talented. I would honestly say he's probably the best back, running back, uh, athlete that I've probably ever played football or watched play football. And that's from all levels of football that I played with. And, you know, some might say, oh, you're crazy. You play with Chris Johnson. But, I mean, Chris, what he did in the NFL kind of burst on the scene with that, that senior year. But I feel like Jacquees Austin probably could have did the same things that's given that opportunity uh, at a D1 school. But nonetheless, Damn. we're moving forward, man. The Rebels are trending in the right direction still. Look, you speak very highly of this guy. Look, now I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you something. I've seen this highlight tape, y'all. And Biggie is not lying. He's not lying. This dude is built like a rock. He can run. He can do everything. So, but like I said, the, the comparison to Chris Johnson, you know, that's huge. But I can't say that he's lying. I see that I like Dave. I seen it. You know, so I don't know. I, I believe it. Well, you know, so, people, so many people get on a stage and they're able to show out. Mm-hmm. And some people don't get on that stage. There's so many talented people back in Little Washington or back in Onslow County that just never mm-hmm. made it to the stage to where mm-hmm. it's going to get blown up over media outlets and things like that, because there's certain schools that, for instance, the HBUC, the HBCU stuff that we got going on with shout out to those players that from the HBCUs, that got drafted this year. There was four of them uh, that were drafted and one of them were from Fayetteville state. So shout out to him. Um, it's fantastic. But until Dion coach prime had went to the HBCU ranks, they weren't getting that same amount of love or recognition. And that's part about that platform that I'm saying is some people make it on a platform where it's exposed all over the place and some aren't. And speaking of Jacquees, I feel like if he was on a ECU level uh, platform, it would have got exposed a little more and he probably would have been a player there, like a baller. I really believe that. Um, But back to the HBCU guys, how do you feel about four guys getting drafted? Oh, that's huge. That's huge. I think that's going to open the door for a lot of other guys. Uh, and like you said, what, what Dion has done, Coach Prime has done, is he shed a lot of light on the type of or the caliber of athletes they have down there. 
you know, and what they have in that in those divisions, you know, so I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm glad they got drafted, especially the kid from what, from Fayetteville State. You know, it was a corner from Fayetteville State. What, 6'3", 195? You know, he's, that's a big old corner, you know, so I see why he got drafted. And, but it goes to show, listen, these, these smaller schools has just as much talent as these bigger schools, but you don't have all the recognition that these bigger schools have. So it's good to see these guys getting drafted. And they kind of paving the way for for, every, for everybody else that's coming through those conferences. And I think it was uh, James Houston, Joshua Williams, Dakobe Durant, and Jatiri Carter were the four players from the uh, historical black colleges and universities ranks that uh, got drafted. You know, and just since that we're speaking on that, I want to make sure the high school kids, uh, I don't care what white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whatever it is, you can go to an HBCU just because it's labeled historical black college university does not mean you can't apply and go to these schools. And for people that are non-African-American, they still give minority scholarships to, per se, like say the Caucasian kid that wants to go there. So it opens up many doors. So when you see these camps and things like that coming up on the HBCU, HBCU level, please understand you can go and be a part of the rise of the HBCUs now. So I really would recommend and encourage Guys, to give it a chance. Just don't, if it's, you know, so many people be D1 or bust. Any college football, mm-hmm. especially if they're paying for it or getting some type of money for it, is, is higher level football than high school. Go participate in it. Um, let's get to talking about the NFL, T-Cop. We got the NFL schedule came out. Um, yep. And you're, you're since being that you've spent so much time in the league, you're very uh, – helpful when it comes to who's in what division and things like that. I know I personally struggle with it, but I'm going to let you talk about the AFC and and what, who you think can win their divisions this year. Okay, so you got the AFC North. The teams in the AFC North, you got Baltimore Ravens, you have the Bengals, you got the Browns, you got the Steelers. Now, I'm going to tell you something about this division. When I played this division really was like a graveyard. And the reason why I say it was like a graveyard, because the Bengals was not that good. The Bengals was coming out of the graveyard feel, you know, but they were still, you go to the Bengals, you're not winning. That was the, that was the MO for the Bengals. Of course, Cleveland was a graveyard. You go to Cleveland, especially at the end of your career, you go there, you may not, you may never get heard from again. But it was a graveyard. And then you had the Steelers. So the Steelers always been solid. You know, the coach never had a losing season. And then the Ravens kind of always been solid. But I still feel like I feel like the Bengals going to win this division. Ah, let me change it, Biggie. I don't know, man. I'm sitting there looking at it now, Biggie. I don't know, Biggie. I don't know. I'm going with the Because bank. you got to think about it. You got to think about it. They got Deshaun Watson now with the Cleveland. Yeah, but he's still hit or miss. He might not be available to start the season. I think he'll be available. I think you don't pay somebody that much money if, well, that could be true. That could be true. I'm still I'm going to Bengals. I'm going Bengals. I'm, I'm, solid. Going, I'm, Bengals. Solid I'm Bengals. going Bengals as well. Then you got AFC East. AFC East, you got the Bills, you got the Dolphins, you have the Patriots, you have the Jets. I'm going Bills, hands down. I agree, without a doubt. Even with the addition of that wide receiving core in Miami, did you see the clip the other day that it was posted on social media where Tua was throwing a deep ball to Tyreek Hill 
It was wobbly and it was underthrown and it was on air. There was no rush. There was no DB. It was just, it was just a bad ball where Tyreek Hill actually had to turn to Twitter and try to defend Tua, saying, chill out, it's just practice, and then post video Tua throwing some good passes, which I feel like that's a bad sign. But it is a bad sign. His arm is not going to be strong. If you just watch Tua anyway, you can tell he don't have the arm strength. He can throw. He can make some throws. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking that away from him. But he's never thrown to a receiver like Tyreek Hill. Shucks, you got Patrick Mahomes that has one of the strongest arms in the NFL that can't overthrow Tyreek Hill. So he's going to have to let that ball go super early in order to be accurate for him and actually get it down the field so he ain't waiting on it. He's not used to throwing to receivers that fast. And I don't think a lot of re- a lot of quarterbacks are used to throwing receivers that fast. And I also think Tyreek Hill is going to really see the biggest difference from leaving Patrick Mahomes. I'm never going to leave. I'm not going to say that unless the money right, but I'm never going to leave a quote-unquote a Tom Brady type player, which I'm not going to compare him to Tom Brady, but I am in this instance. I'm never going to leave a Tom Brady and go to a Kerry Kittles. <laughs> Don't do Kerry Kittles like that. But uh, <laughs> but I, it, we'll see. I mean, and you still have young talent. I mean, the Jets did solid in the draft. Patriots are the Patriots. Can never sleep on them. And the Dolphins, they did uh, increase their, their wide receiver room. They made it a lot better. But I'm rolling with the Bills all day long. Yeah, Bills. Then you have the AFC South. You got the Texans. You got the Colts. You got the Tennessee Titans. And you got the Jags. You got to go to the Titans. I don't see anybody else. You know, I think the Colts, they still trying to – they got a quarterback now. But uh, I'm still going Titans. They've been solid for the last few years. So I'm going Titans. What you got? I I don't have a choice but to go Titans. I really feel like Jaguars will improve, but not enough to outdo the Titans as long as Derek stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Then you have the AFC West, and this division is brutal. You got the Broncos that just got Russell Wilson. You have, and that's really all they was missing with the quarterback. Of course, you got the Mighty Chiefs. You got the Raiders that's up and coming, and you got the Chargers that's up and coming. To me, this division is up in there. I have no idea who won this division. I'm going to lean towards the Chiefs just because the Chiefs have been dominant right here lately. But when you lose a player like Tyreek Hill, I think that's going to change a lot of things. So I'm still going to lean towards the Chiefs, but I got my eye on the Broncos. I'm going Chargers all day long. But would you say that this is probably the best division of quarterbacks as a group? Oh, you yeah. got young yeah. talents, then you got the, the veteran talents. Mm-hmm. Now, Russell Wilson, Carr, Mahomes, and what's the boy name of the Chargers? Herbert. Yeah, solid guys. So, jumping over to the NFC North, you have the Bears, Lions, Green Bay, and the Vikings. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the Bears did in the draft, nor the Lions, but the Lions are not, not really going to Speak on them. I mean, they're the newest, worst team to me. Uh, you have the Packers, who obviously have Aaron Rodgers, but they lost Devontae Adams. And I think they replaced him with Sammy Watkins. Uh, and then you have the Vikings. I'm going to go Green Bay just because Aaron Rodgers is still a Packer. This may sound crazy, but I'm going Lions. I think the Lions win this division. I know you're laughing, 
look, I think the Lions win this division. You can't look at their record from last year. Don't look at their record. You got to look at how competitive that team was last year. A lot of games they lost was only by like four points, seven I, points, three points. I forgot points. you were coached so, by their new head coach. You're we biased. Was, we was teammates. You're we biased. We was teammates. But I'm not biased. But just look at what how competitive they was last year. They were all they was missing a few pieces. And I think at the receiver spot, now they got Williams, the boy from Alabama, the one that's running the 4-2. They got somebody to stretch the field. I think they got the pieces they needed. It was competitive last year, even though their record didn't show it. But I'm looking a little deeper than what their record showed, and I see they was competitive. So I think they're on the cusp of it. Green Bay, who do Green Bay have for Aaron Rodgers? Sammy Watkins. That's what I know, Sammy Watkins. But I'm not really sure what they're going to do as far as finding other pieces for him. I'm not sure, but Sammy Watkins isn't it. He's not going to be the answer for sure. You know, and the, the, the Vikings, they're not a bad team either, but I still just got to roll with Aaron Rodgers. I feel like he's going to find a way regardless. I mean, he wasn't supposed to do what he did last year. He wouldn't prove to everybody he was worth what he should be worth. And that if you want him to be there, you're going to have to give him some of the power as far as the, the admin and the people upstairs, he wants that power and he proved why he should have it because he's literally the team. Now, does that change without Devontae Adams? For sure. But there had to be a change from, was it Jordy Nelson over to Devontae Adams? So maybe he'll find someone else to have that success with. I'm not sure. But we'll move to the NFC East where you have the Giants, the Eagles, Cowboys, and what is it? The the Commanders. There we go. The Commanders. Um, which let's just talk about that name for a second. You said off air that you wish they would have just stayed with the Washington football team. And I couldn't agree with you more. That is so much better of a name than the Commanders. I I just feel like that was that was the perfect name to have. You know, if, if you're not going to be the Redskins, there is not another name you can go with. That's going to sound right. After you've been to Washington Redskins forever, there's not another name that you could go with that would sound right. The Washington football team was the best name they could have went with. And you know what the craziest thing about it is, Biggie? I never thought I would see the day that society would end up making the Washington Redskins change their name. That's crazy. It's crazy, but I, I would say it's kind of, it, it makes you lean toward the it, it, it was right. If, it was if right, something's yeah. offending an entire nation of people, then we True. shouldn't be celebrating it the way it was being celebrated. I mean, Redskins uh, is definitely uh, targeting, you know, Native American folks. And then how they made it the Cowboys and the Indians when it came to that rivalry game in that division. We knew what they were talking about. And growing up, it was a thing. But now in today's world where everybody's a little bit more woke, <laughs> per se, you got to mm -hmm. be more cautious about what you say and how you say things. It can come off very derogatory. So changing sure. the name, Washington football team is what it should have been. But think about all the people that bought jerseys and bought uh, gear, and it's just like all wasted. Can you imagine spending 200 some dollars on a Redskins jersey that year that they said, okay, we're no longer that. And then you go and buy the foot Washington football team gear. And then now it has to be commander's gear. Now, granted, 
people are still going to wear their Redskins gear without a doubt. They're still mm-hmm. going to wear it. You're not going to stop it. But as long as the mainstream media is not using that term anymore, I guess it's doing it. The change was necessary. Now, about the football part of it, they do have a solid defense uh, in Washington. The Eagles still have young talent. The Giants have young quarterback that we don't know if he's ever going to get it done. And the Cowboys are the most seasoned team with an overpaid running back. Uh, (laughs) But I'm still going to take my Cowboys to win the division. Uh, I'm not going to be that typical fan that says, oh, it's our year because I don't ever think it's our year. Um, I just want them to be in the mix towards the end of the season. That's all I want from the Cowboys. So I feel like they're going to win the division. I'm going Eagles with this year. I'm going Eagles in this division. I think they have Jalen Hurts, that is, I think he's developing. I think he's going to do a, a lot better than he did last year. They added another receiver in uh, Brown that came from the, the Titans, if I'm not mistaken. They did. Yeah. You know, that's a big weapon, you know, that they added. So I'm going Eagles, this division. And the crazy thing about it is, Biggie, this division was, especially when I played, now this was 10 years ago, and even my earlier years, so if you take, if you account 10 years, me being out of the league, it's crazy, right? 10. And then you go 10 years that I was in the league. The earlier part of that year, early part of those years, the NFC East was the toughest division to play in, hands down, in the NFL. But now it becomes kind of laughable now. It is. You, know, you, get, into, you get into the playoffs, eight and eight in this division now. You know, so I don't know. It's different. It's different. Let's just jump to the NFC South where you got the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. Um, I like what the Falcons did. Didn't they draft the Ritter kid from Cincinnati? I felt like they did. I could be wrong. But the Ritter kid from Cincinnati, was it Desmond Ritter? No. No, but um, who did they draft? Jesus. I know they picked up a quarterback that I'm not a was, fan of. Um, nah, Mariota. Why are you not a fan of Mariota? Because Mariota, what has Mariota done? He hasn't done anything. He was with the Titans at one point, and then he's not. He got his job taken from with the Titans. I mean, what has he proven in the NFL for him to be the start? This, this is the reason why right here. Because for one, they didn't really want him. They didn't really want him to be the quarterback because they went after Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And when he went after Deshaun Watson, it rubbed Ryan. Uh, what was the quarterback? Ryan, what's his name? Tannehill. Nah, for the for the Falcons. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. It rubbed him the wrong way, so he no longer wanted to be there because you're trying to replace me. So once he leave and go to the Colts, guess what? Now you stuck with a Mariota, which was your third pick. It's your third option, really. The first option was Deshaun. You had Matt Ryan. That's two. And now you're down to your third option at the quarterback position, Mariota. So. Well, and they, they drafted Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Yeah, they, they, draft they drafted Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. So um, He's not a game changer. Not his first year. Not his first year. But we'll see. I mean, I hopefully, hopefully he does well. But who are you going to take to pick win that division? Man, I'm going Saints all day long. And this is the reason why I'm not choosing the Bucks, because for one, everybody know, even though I know a lot of people are Carolina Panther fans here in this area, 
Carolina Panthers still ain't figured it out. Look, they're they probably about three years before they figure it out. And then you have you have the Falcons. We just talked about the Falcons, the things they're going through. And then you got the Bucks. You would say uh, the Bucks win this division, but guess what? The Saints has beaten the Bucks six times in a row. Really, six times in a row. They have the Bucks number. They've beaten the Bucks the last six times they played them. So I'm betting on the Saints to win the division. I'm rolling with that too. I'm rolling with the Saints as well. I tell you what, though, as a fan, one of the best games to go watch is the Falcons versus the Saints. I love the atmosphere, especially I went, I've gone to it in Atlanta. I love mm-hmm. the atmosphere inside a stadium. It's literally like a uh, Atlanta hip hop concert inside a stadium when those two teams play. So I, I love that. And I'm going with the Saints as well. Now you got the NFC West, which has the Cardinals, the Rams, 49ers, and the Seahawks. Obviously, Seattle's going to be looking different. I think they're going to be rolling with Geno Smith as a starting quarterback, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Francisco, um, controversy dealing with Debo Samuel. We don't know how that's going to pan out. And what well, he, he's staying there. He's staying there. No, he's staying, but he still could feel a certain way after them taking so long to make it make it final. That's true. I get that. But at the end of the day, guess what? He still got to go out there and perform. Which he is. He, he mm-hmm. is. You know, but they need to pay that man for sure. And you got LA yeah. uh, returning champs and then the Cardinals, who are pretty talented as well. I'm going to roll with the uh, – I'm going with the Rams. I feel like they're going to come back and you're talking to get that success at the one year with the new quarterback. Um, the wide receiver core does change a little bit for sure, but that boy still caught for almost 2,000 yards. So they're going to keep feeding him. And I feel mm-hmm. like they're going to keep their success with that offensive court, with the offensive minded head coach, Matthew Stafford and Cup. I think that success is going to continue to grow. So I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals because I feel like they can win the division. Now, again, we still don't know who the Cardinals are when it comes to the playoffs. You still don't know. But I think they can win that division because, you know, the Cardinals have a good defense and they added Hollywood Brown from the Ravens. They added him to the roster. But I think they knew that what's the what's their number one receiver for the Cardinals? What's his name again? Came from Houston. Hopkins. Hopkins. From my understanding, he may get suspended. For what? From my understanding. From taking uh DDs. Uh. Yeah. He may get suspended. But when he does come back, if he don't get suspended, or if when he does come back, they're gonna be loaded at the receiver position. They're loaded. You think about it, you got Hopkins. You got Hollywood Brown. Uh, you got A.J. Green. You know, those three guys, that's a tough three that's receiver three set right there. At some point in time. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So, if they can figure that thing out, I think they got a shot to win that division. I think they got enough firepower to compete with the Rams in that division. So, you believe in Murray? I believe in Murray in the regular season. <laughs> <laughs> that little dude, man. All right, so let's jump into strength of schedule, uh, which basically can alter over the course of the season based on how teams are performing. But right now, preseason strength of schedule, number 10, um, theathletic.com has the Chargers with the 10th 
hardest schedule. Um, obviously, like I said, it can change over the course of the season based on how teams, who gets hurt, who gets traded, whatever the case of how things are flowing. Number nine is the Falcons, which is not going to be beneficial to them, being that they got that new quarterback situation. The Saints mm-hmm. at number seven, where they're tied with the Raiders, they both have uh, the same ranking. Um, I feel like both of those teams are talented enough, no matter how much the strength of schedule was, they're going to be a winning team um, regardless. And you have the Chiefs and the 49ers are tied at fifth. Again, both of those teams are talented. They're going to play each other. It doesn't matter how strong the schedule is. They are one of the part of the reasons that other people's schedules are strong because they have those teams. You have the Buccaneers at four, Bengals at three, Cardinals at two, and the Rams have the hardest schedule out of everybody because they're playing a bunch of playoff teams, uh, a bunch of very talented teams, teams that are about to make that turn to potentially take over some other teams' places. I mean, when you look at that list, T, is there anybody that sticks out that you feel like can't handle the fact that they have such a strong strength of schedule? I think you hit it on the head earlier when you mentioned it. I don't think the Falcons can handle it. Uh, I don't think the Falcons can handle it. I don't think I don't think the Falcons and the Chargers can handle it. I, I'm not saying really the, the Chargers. Falcons, the Falcons, the Falcons the one that stands that's out the most, right? It's really the Falcons. All yeah, of those teams are it, pretty solid Falcons. in that top ten. Uh, and just to mention a quick five, Seahawks have the 11th um, hardest schedule. Steelers and the Panthers are tied with 12. Panthers won't be able to handle that. The Bills as well are tied at 12. They can handle theirs. And then the Broncos at 15. We don't know what they're going to look like until we see Russell Wilson. But they know the guy's talented, and he probably uplift that team for sure. Now, we can sit here, and that's the NFL conversation for today. You know, uh, but let's jump in. I want to jump back to the, the name of the, the, the commanders. And I've been watching baseball because, you know, it's on TV. And I keep seeing this team called the Guardians, and I'm not paying attention to it. I don't follow baseball. But then I thought about it. It was Cleveland. So they had to change their name from the Indians, and they chose the, guard, the, the, the Guardians. Which one is worse, the Guardians or the Commanders? I think they neck and neck. neck. Both of them are awful. I think they both equal terrible. Uh, I feel like, for one, we talked about it early. I think the Redskins should have just stayed the Washington football team. That was the perfect name. And with the Cleveland Indians, just the Cleveland baseball team. Mm-hmm. Those are the perfect names instead of giving them these mascot names. is Anything other than the Cleveland Indians it's not going to sound right. Anything other than the Washington Redskins is not going to sound right. I mean, I get the reason for the change, but I'm just saying it don't sound right. It don't sound right. So I feel like the Washington football team and the Cleveland baseball team would probably have been the best name to give those teams. But both of them are equally terrible. How about yourself? I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm actually going to post on the Facebook page, the War Room Facebook page, a poll to see which one is worse, to see if there is one worse, to see what the, the listeners think. Guardians or Commanders, which one is worse? And do you have any suggestions of what they should have went with? I'm rolling with T-Cop on this one. Should have been the Cleveland baseball team, the Washington football team. Left it at that and keep it going. So mm-hmm. but that's going to carry us on into the questions of the day, the Premier Sports Academy questions of the day. And they're kind of 
you know, it seemed to feel like one of them was probably pulled off a of social media type thing. But T-Cop, $100 million mm-hmm. at 60 years old or go back to being 18? Which one you want to do? Which one would you do? Shucks. Well, I'm a little closer to 60, but I am 18. So give me the $100 million at 60. <laughs> Forget going back. I'm trying, good. I ain't trying to do this again. <laughs> I got to figure that all over again. You know? Um, For real. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with y'all you now. I'm ready to sit on the front porch with a glass of lemonade. You know what I mean? I'm ready to just, uh, what I got to do today? Go sit in the hot tub? You know, go travel somewhere? I'm ready to do that. You know, I talked to my dad. My dad's been retired for 20 years now. And by no mm-hmm. means is he a millionaire. But he... He was like, man, let me check my schedule, see what I got going on today. Oh, nothing. What you want to do tomorrow? You know I mean? <laughs> I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to do that. So um, to be retired and still have $100 million in the bank, I mean, I can do a lot at 60. Yeah. Million. I mean. You can. You I can, can do a lot at 60 with $5 million, but it is what it is. You know, but <laughs> the next question, which uh, stems from the NBA where you see Chris Paul getting an argument with a fan because his family was touched by a fan. Mm-hmm. So the question is, should players' families sit with the general admission people or should they sit separately? So my take on it is, it's, it's tough because you have, when you are the away team and your family is coming, like it's a playoff game, but you got to travel, you're the away team. It's tough because you really don't have a suite or box to put your family in because you're not you're on the way team. You're you're traveling there. But I feel like it all depends on who you are. If you're a role player and I'm not minimizing role players because I was a role player. So there's a ton of value in being a role player. But if you are a role player, then your your fans, your parents or or your family can sit amongst the general population, of course, in some good seats to where they're not. You know, the seats aren't terrible or they're not just you want to put them with other family members around you that's on your team. But if you're a superstar like a LeBron James, like a Devin Paul, a Devin Book. Yeah. If you're a superstar, a Curry, your your family need to be sitting away from the general population, especially during the playoffs, because. Fans get crazy, especially away games. Away games, I'm telling my wife and kids. I'm telling, I'm telling, I'm telling my wife and kids, or my family, or whatever it is. No, y'all not coming to the game. Or I'm gonna have a suite somewhere or wherever, but I'm not gonna sit in a general population if I am a bona fide superstar because. That's who the people are going to come at, especially if you're out there killing or if you're out there playing terrible. So they're going to still get on your family. So, you know, I I agree. I I wish each arena would uh, create an even for home and away, create some type of a space to where those family members can go. Uh, If you're away, obviously, you need to pay a pretty penny for it uh, or the team pays for it that you play for, whatever. But Absolutely. 
need to be sitting separately, um, especially if you're, like you say, basketball is a little bit more personal sport. You're not wearing a helmet and hiding your face half the time, and it's not the same amount of crowd as a football game is at a basketball game. So basketball, for sure, if you're that superstar, your family needs to be in the box or they don't need to go to the game or they need to create some type of a lounge somewhere to where the family can be. Um, as far as football, probably the same thing. You look at it, you see that in football arenas. I mean, especially at our stadiums, you'll see them paying the camera to the quarterback's family. They're all in the box. But me and you both know that that's not the case for everybody. I mean, I've received tickets from former teammates. I mean, Chris Johnson gave me tickets. I sat right there uh, in the general thing. But obviously, I'm not his mama or his brother or nothing like that. We sit in the regular area. Nobody's going to know who I am unless I tell them. Um, but people like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, people are going to know your family. It is what it is. You got to mm-hmm. be in the box for sure. But also, you don't need to be touching nobody's family member either as a fan. So, you know, Chris Paul was about to come off the court and attack that kid. Uh, I don't necessarily know the complete details. You were mentioning something to me. What were you saying earlier? Uh, from my from my understanding, which I don't, which I don't have all the details on it, so I don't really know everything about it. But from my understanding, the kid was just more of an over uh, overly hyped fan that was. I think he put his hands on his mom, I think trying to get autographs and, and hugs and that type of thing. So that's from my understanding, which I could be wrong. Uh, so that's how everything kind of blew up, you know, by him putting his hands on his family. And I get that, you know, if you're a fan, if that's really what happened, if you're a fan, I mean, you can you can ask for autograph or ask whatever it is, but don't, but don't put your hands on nobody. So I get the overreaction. If it was an overreaction, I'm not even going to call it overreaction. It might just be the reaction that it needed to be. Yeah, for sure. You're right. And for our last question is about the NBA again. Who will win the NBA finals? Who do you believe will win? Man, I am I am gonna go with the Warriors. I think they just the overall better team. Uh, I think they're a better team because they have more team chemistry. I think they have a team full of shooters. I think everybody knows their role. They move well. When I say move, I'm talking about they, they move without the ball well. They pass the ball well. They shoot well. They play great defense. I think they are the complete team compared to everybody else. Now, will they just sweet teams? No. It's going to be it's gonna be a dogfight from here on out. But I just think at the end of the day, I don't see a team beating them in seven. I don't see it. I agree with you wholeheartedly. They're back to having fun, playing good defense and scoring a lot of points. Um, with John Morant being injured, I don't see it happening for Memphis. Um, but at the end of the day, that Jordan Poole kid for the Warriors has been a difference for that team. And I feel like he's going to be the one that take them over the top, not as like superstar numbers, but he's going to give you that 15, that 16, that 20. He'll give you that spark when somebody else ain't making. Now, granted, most cases, they're not missing shots that much, but I feel like he's going to do a phenomenal job helping that team get back to where they were uh, before they had the KD situation and before the injuries and things like that. So uh, with Clay Thompson. So I'm going with the Warriors as well. Um, I really don't see nobody beating them in seven, without a doubt. And, and, and you know what the crazy thing about Jordan, who to me should have been – he should have been uh, most improved player. He should have got that award. 
uh, not Ja Morant. I feel like Ja Morant should have been up for the MVP race. Ja Morant been killing, but Jordan Poole has emerged into. If he wasn't, if he wasn't with the Warriors, Jordan Poole would be a superstar. He'll be a superstar on any other team. He'll be a superstar. And I'm just looking at his skill set and how much better he's gotten. He'll be a superstar on a different team. I really hope the Warriors hold on to him. They may have to pay him, but I would I hope they hold on to him because once Curry start to age and Curry start to decline, Jordan Poole can just go right in and kind of keep the ball rolling. Cause they got a ton of young talent. Think about it, they got Wiseman. They didn't even play this year. You got Wiseman on that they haven't played. Uh then you have Jordan Poole we're just talking about. Then you got the Peyton kid. They just have it. And then what's the Kaminga kid? They have a ton of young talent, man. So I feel like that team, if they stick together and if the Warriors can keep those guys on that roster, I feel like the Warriors can win the next three championships. Jesus. Jumped Throwing out it out there. The next three? Jumped out. <laughs> Jumped out there. Well, I'm, I'm not even going to knock it. I kind of agree. I mean – uh, they still got the Porter Jr. kid, um, mm-hmm. and and then even Wiggins. Yeah, he's kind of reemerged. And you know what I like? Looking at these numbers, man, Andrew Wiggins makes thirty one million. You know what I like about that team? It doesn't matter who's in the game; the it offense does. still look the same. It looks the same no matter who's playing. They look like the same exact team. You can plug and put anybody in there, and the boat still gonna be rowing the same way if the superstars is in the game. You know, so that's why I feel like they're the complete team. Man, you see the salaries, man. Clay Thompson made thirty-eight million. Steph made forty-five. Draymond made twenty-four. Wiggins is making thirty-one. Man, <laughs> I think they deserve it, though. I'm not saying they don't. I'm just sitting here looking at it like, how do they keep that team together? You know, they're gonna have to figure it out. Obviously, Jordan Poole makes two million a year. They're gonna have to pay him, but. They'll let them figure it out. There's people in suits and ties that got to do all of that work, not us, you know. But end of the day, that's today's show. Uh, War Room Podcast. We appreciate everybody that's listening. Sorry for our uh, lack of shows here recently, but we're getting back on track. Uh, the show, again, is brought to you by the Premier Sports Academy and Bet Online. our people over at Believe. Um, T-Cop, you got anything? Uh, not at all, Big E. You know, just excited about what we're going to have going on here coming up. You know, so I'm excited about that. And, you know, that's it, man. Enjoy your weekend. I'm going to do that. You take it easy. Thank you for everybody listening. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.